What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick O'Dowd. I am the lawyer Dave Unger, basement dwellers and nerds of all kind. Welcome aboard to Bandwagon Nerds. This is episode 220, according to the chat that uh, PC Tunney has created. Uh, we are here on a lovely post-Royal Rumble morning. We will not talk too much wrestling because we don't want to upset Patrick. And, and, and really, I mean, what's there to talk about? Nothing happened, so nothing to talk about. Um, anyway, this is Bandwagon Nerds number 220. It is a very stripped-down bandwagon today we're going to start off with the dynamic duo of this and then i think we're going to have a surprise run-in is that right tony 
that is correct, Dave. We'll uh, we'll just have to people just have to keep listening if they didn't read the uh, intro. That's right. So you will have to. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes reading the show notes helps, but it also spoils things. I don't know, but yeah. we'll see. We'll just have to like we're gonna I, here. I'll we're gonna talk Invincible. Dave and I we both watched episode three of uh, of season two. We're gonna get into that like we normally would, and then we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna have a add a third person, uh, three's company, and get into the rest of the. Uh, Normal business this can, week. Can I be Chrissy? If we're going to do Three's Company, can, can I be Chrissy? Just come and knock on my door. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. Yes, exactly. Um, I, so, yeah, right now there's two of us. It is myself, the lawyer, Dave Unger. It is the uh, live studio audience, Mr. Saturday Night himself, PC Tunney. Tunney, how are you before we get into Invincible, man? I'm good. Um, so uh, uh, a buy and sell and a and a like kind of a trading Lego store called Sticks and Minifigures opened a store between Dan and I, uh, kind of geographically. We basically live in uh, neighboring suburbs, um, so that opened up at 10 a.m. Saturday morning, and it was about 40 degrees out. Not too much of a wind, but a like a light mist, and the line wrapped around the entire building. Um, I was probably 150th in line. And I got there at 20 to 10. Dan was probably 100th, 90th in line. And he got there about 10 minutes before me. So, but a pretty cool place where like you can bring built sets too, and they'll buy them or they'll sell them for you as well. Or you can get credit and stuff. They also have some new things. So it was an interesting place um, for all you Lego fans to check out. I mean, that sounds fun. You, you know, I'm not a Lego, I'm a Lego fan, but I can't do it because I'm just not inclined we'll call it i'm just not able to i mean it takes me too long to follow instructions and i just get frustrated hey this piece isn't fitting right this wait a second this square piece isn't going in this round hole i I don't understand what's happening here you you do have an adjustment period if you first start to begin become a builder um and once you get recognizing things and but even now and then I'll dump a bag out and I'll be looking for a piece and you know, it's right in front of your nose, but it takes you a good 45 seconds and a good 10 seconds of oh crap. Did they forget this one? And no, pretty much every time they didn't forget it. You just, you just can't see it. <laughs> they didn't forget it. Maybe it's you, you know, that sort of thing. It is me. It's exactly. me. It's me. <laughs> exactly. Um, as Tony indicated, we are going to start this whole thing off with uh oh wow. We already got a run in going on here. Sort of. Oh, he's here already. He's here he's already. Here already. We are- we we barely just begun. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, we but barely I just, just ruined it. Go ahead, Dave. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it. We are welcoming back to the bandwagon nerds, one of the originals of the bandwagon nerds when we first started. This man was here for the early episodes of the show, up to like at least fifty or sixty. I don't know where it was. Then he dropped out because he just had better things to do than hang out with jobbers like us. Um, but I want to welcome back to the show the one and only the scientist. It is him, DPP. What's going on, man? He's not here. It's all his fault that I that I was no longer on the show. Patrick's fault that you're no longer on the show. Yeah, why I see, not? I see. Yeah, I, I I I think we should go with that. <laughs> let's let's play. Let's steer into that skid. Patrick's away. DPP's back. It's a good time in the neighborhood. I mean, there you go, guys. The, the run-in has already happened. See, surprise, a surprise entrant here on uh, bandwagon nerds even early it's like that one royal rumble we covered tony where rick rude like jumped the count or something like that you know that sort of thing oh, yeah he didn't even he didn't even wait for the, t- the yeah he didn't even wait for that to happen he just, just was like nope there i go i'm getting my ass out there right now and, and dpp's the same way but um 
what we were saying and, and, and DP, I don't know if you watched Invincible or not. I just I, from doesn't sound like it. OK. Oh, Tony, unfortunately, not yet. OK, well, you're going to have to sit through about 10, 15 minutes of us talking right. about it. Real quick here. We're going to talk. <laughs> we are going to talk Invincible. And we'll take a commercial break. Then we're going to get into the trailer park for some trailers. Uh, we've got some news around the Nerdosphere. Not a lot of stuff going on, but we will talk about the Oscar nominations. Uh, some interesting snubs. Um, our genre, eh, it's sort of represented in a few places, kind of here and there, sprinkled, dabbled around. We'll talk about that. We'll talk some uh, Daredevil Born Again news, Deadpool 3 finished shooting. And that's kind of really it, unless you guys got anything else to talk about. But, um, Tony, let's let's get into Invincible, first off, Season 2. Episode three, and we did get some invincible news as well. So that's we're gonna talk about it here, not news around the neurosphere because it wouldn't make sense to say, hold that thought, we're gonna come back in an hour and touch on this shit. Um, so season two, episode three of Invincible, I thought the best episode of season two so far, in my opinion. And Tony's laughing. What's up? No, I, I agree, and I got there in a really weird place because the turn they take, you know, however many minutes in yes um i'm i'm like oh really now i gotta follow two different but no it's pretty much it's it's all it's all connected and and go ahead you can you can get yeah, us going they do, here they do kind of a weird thing in this one that it's two episodes into one like i remember when when the credits i say credits when the it's just a brief credit rolls after the alan the alien you're thing you're like wait a second 20 minutes left. yeah i'm yeah, like, I'm like 20 that 20 was not 50 minutes i paused and looked and said, there's 20 fucking yeah. minutes left um i don't know what's I, going on here so i down on the playstation 5 controller that brings up all the information yeah, for me ex- exactly and, and uh so it is there's two it is two episodes in one kind of and um you know it starts off with mark and <laughs> <laughs> and I love the episode because there's there's this awkward sex stuff going on the whole episode. It's uh I forget who's his roommate's name. What's it? I want to say Wallace, but that's not it. That's Scott Pilgrim. But I forget who his roommate's name is. Uh, but he it's was, a W. Isn't it, is it? A, it is a W. Um, it's um you know he was. I'll, I'll bring up the cast right, list. Like a, I should have had that up. He's Rick's boyfriend from the first one, and of course Rick's yes. recuperating. Um, so yeah, Mark and Amber go off to college. It's their first day. Debbie drops them off and Mark's talking about, you know, I can be back in a matter of minutes, mom, if you need me, that sort of thing. So Mark and Amber have, have, you know, their first sexual liaison. And I love Amber in this part. Do you have super sperm? Um, are you going to crush me during this whole, maybe I should be on top. <laughs> it's just all, is it, is he Andrew? I don't know. Maybe. And I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. But where's Patrick when I need? Well, no, wait. He always forgets names. Never mind. If we can't figure it out on our own, we're really screwed. So, um, oh, William Clockwell. William, William Clockwell. That's right, William. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew Rennells plays him. Okay. He plays the boys. Okay. William Clockwell. Is, it's Will. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think it's easiest just to break this episode into the two parts because we get the backstory of Alan the alien who we saw in season one, <laughs> and you get to get to realize that he was bred and and born and. And basically created in a in a test tube to beat Viltrumites. And we discover right. very quickly that he's not able to do that. And he kind of becomes an ambassador going from planet to planet looking for people or beings or whatever who can defeat the Viltrumites. And he comes and he tells the council about Mark. And then you quickly discover that there is a mole in there and the Viltrumites show up and it's a it's all bad news for Alan. And then it ends really tragically with um the mole being the high leader it's himself very palpatine of this whole fucking thing 
Um, so I guess let's let's start there, Tony. Your thoughts about the first half of this episode dealing with Alan the alien. Um, maybe the big thing about this is the Viltrumites apparently don't know that Omni Man spared his son, abandoned his mission, and took off. Well, they know now. They know now. Uh, they know now. Um, I do love the transition though. Like, even though at the time I was like, oh crap, here, here we go. I got a whole different thing, but by the end it was good. And now looking back, they, when they transitioned to Alan, the alien, they went full out into, you're watching a completely the, you're watching a different comic book in the universe that, that, that invincible is in, right? Because it had the humor to his character, it, the, you know, him and his girlfriend as well. Um, I so just wanted to hear Seth Rogen's laugh once while playing him. Um, but we don't, uh, that would have been pretty cool, but I do like that. We kind of got the history of what's going on and, and where we're trying to go in the bigger picture by bringing in Alan, the alien. Um, so I, I thought that was fun. Uh, he is likely gone now. Like you said, Thaddeus basically Kills turns him. off his life support yep. for the most part. He's, he he gets busted up by the three Viltrumites who come to collect information how, who have basically heard about Mark. How does he and survive his that? Watch, his girlfriend has to watch him, you know. Well, it's the future. I mean Right. I mean, but they punch a hole through his chest and his entrails are floating in space and yet he's still alive. I don't Listen, it's the future, it's Star Trek and all that shit that I you guess. know, it's Star Wars. It's come on, it's all Star Wars. It is. Uh except here where it's invincible. But um yes, it's invincible. It's, yeah, like you're saying, <laughs> Thaddeus, I think that's the guy's name, right? The main guy from the, the high count. So he's the one He's the one who sets up Alan, like you're saying, um, wants to find out who's the mole in the whole, uh, you know, who's the mole feeding information to the Viltrumites, and you discover it's him the whole time. So, but I think the big thing that came out of that was, yeah, the Viltrumites not knowing about Mark, not knowing about uh omni man abandoning his mission uh kind of being a little bit clueless about all that sort of stuff and and taking it out on poor alan and i do i do think he's gone and i i think you know like you're saying he turns off the life support and even apologizes sorry alan you know and that sort of thing forgive me alan um and then you go and I, i'm wondering like who's narrating oh, the sexual exploits going on here because they go back and forth yeah. oh wait maybe we better pan away for a minute yeah, then they did the little back and forth, back and forth when it was both getting freaky deaky with it. Um, it felt a little uh, Watcher-esque, you know? Yes. It's Owatu. There it is. Owatu's doing this. <laughs> um, when we come back from the Alan the Alien interlude, I'll call it, um, you, you know, we get the, it's kind of afterglowish sort of thing with Mark, and he's going back, and he's talking to, to uh, what's his name? William. And uh, at that point, seance dog who shows who's one of like the toys that yeah. one of the action right. figures that mark was go ahead Ear- earlier in the episode though this is about mark going off to college right and he leaves a box of his collectibles in the hallway and someone comes in to say someone left it out there and he kind of feels like embarrassed to have them at this age and realizing what college is and seeing all these all of his peers and kind of realizing he needs to grow up so he walks out and he dumps them in the dumpster except for one thing he goes back for. And, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's why this alien, as you were saying, right. Seance dog shows, shows up and Mark immediately realizes it doesn't trust this thing at all. And this thing tries to convince him, well, I'm from a different, do- different dimension where dogs have superpowers and magic and all this. Mark's not buying any of it and basically beats the shit out of this thing until it shows its true form, which is some 
alien that I can't pro- not pronounce his name and I'm not going to try from a planet that is apparently being subge- subjected to multiple meteor showers that are killing 42 billion beings. And Mark doesn't want to get involved. But then William says the last time we decided not to get involved, a lot of people got hurt. And yep. Mark decides that he's going to intervene and he will go there. He defies Cecil's orders. He tells Amber that, you know, I got to go away for a few weeks. Amber's very supportive of him and he tries to tell her that he loves her, but the call fails. And then he's off to this far off planet that he goes to. And when he gets there after a six day earth trip, uh, there's no meteors going on. Everybody looks fine. Everything looks fine. And then you get the big fucking twist at the end of this episode, Tony, where you find out that the monarch who's ruling this alien race of people is none other than Omni man who basically says, Hey, Hey son, it's been a while. And it's like, shit. All right. Yeah, I got to get to the last episode now because that's a hell of a cliffhanger. Your thoughts on the back half of this episode, which I thought was excellent. And that twist at the end, it's like, did Omni-Man become babyface or what is going on here? I'm going to get to that part last. First, I want to say to anybody that's that's looking to find someone to be in a relationship, whether whoever you are, male, female, looking for whatever to be with whoever. If you can find someone like Invincible has found an Amber who isn't trying to change him, but willing to accept and know who he is and allow him to do his thing without adding guilt or anything else on top of it. And just knowing going in, Hey, this is what it is, right? Because that was pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty cool moment. I think it says a lot moving forward that these two are going to be together. Like this is going to be, she's going to be his rock much like a lot of superheroes have had their female rock in, in said nature. Um, what about his mom who goes to the therapy group and finds out that all these people are there almost because Omni man killed all their shit, you know, and the one guy she makes a friend with and goes to the bar and then she confesses and he still is like, you should have known and walks away and just leaves her, you know, kind of gutted. But yeah. But then, like you said, this, 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 uh, league of like fly people or whatever right that's kind of what they look like yeah like so mantis we'll sort of I, things. yeah and then the way that omni man is is welcoming him and kind of like hey what's up it's been a while is really shocking too so what does he have up his sleeve is a great question from you i like you said face turn i almost think the same thing like maybe he got screwed over and realized that he was wrong or something but like mark wouldn't trust him for that i, I don't know i think Omni-Man's operating on just a different level. I'm not saying that he isn't wrong in a lot of spaces, but I think overall he really just has a different level of, of, of what he wants to accomplish in his mind. So like you said, I'm going to wait because we're not going to talk about it again until next week. I really want to watch the next episode, yeah. but I'm going to, I'm going to wait because I'm best at coming on here and talking about it and remembering, um, a lot of stuff. Like we just had a really good conversation here about it when I watch it hour or two before the show so yeah I'm, i this is one episode i might watch a little bit earlier because i at the end of this episode i was like oh shit what the hell yeah, just happened it is it's a pretty good it's a pretty good cliffhanger for the penultimate episode it's fantastic it and and i think like like you're saying poor debbie you you Up feel the first half. you feel the whole i love the whole episode i mean you know it yeah. sucks what happened to alan um but i love the whole episode and yeah poor debbie just can't find anybody to support her to understand or empathize with her because yeah her husband is the one who killed all these other people and put them in the support group um i guess the only thing to, other little thing to talk about is uh randy who's kind of going on a date with i think amanda's her name right uh the monster girl sort of thing i forget 
Oh yeah, 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 robot. So, yeah, so they're he's trying to kind of like, and it's funny in its awkwardness. Well, the, first, the burger and fries. Yes. Let's let's talk about that. Like this Never is someone it. who like no again. It was like a kind of like a feeding tube kind of thing for a robot or through whatever. His, and butt, it's like yeah. yeah, through his butt. It was brought up by his <laughs> possible uh, crush girlfriend that we we're having, you know, together. Um, but he eats it, and he's like, I'm. She's like, you're this is burger and fries every once in a while. Oh, because he says. I know this isn't good for me, but I'm going to eat it. And I've she said says, the same oh, thing I'm, many times about myself. Burger and fries are one of the true joys in life. And as she's saying that, I'm like thinking, yes, like a really good burger and an order of fries is like one of the best things you can fucking eat. And proof be known because Gordon Ramsay has his own restaurant just for burgers and fries. Um, but anyway, the fact that we get to see this robot kind of experience things in life is pretty cool. And that fact that it's Monster Girl, who's kind of edgy and willing to push the envelope and, and get Randy to speed up the process of, of becoming humanized, I guess. Right. Right. And, and trying to, you know, doing stuff like going to a movie, you know, he, he has a bad fear response from his uh, failures with the giant, I guess, earlier in, in the series. Yeah, exactly. And, and he, uh, and he, so he's trying to deal with his, and he also is dealing with his fear on the more humanistic side of his personality with, I like this girl. How do I ask her out? You know, that sort of thing. So, and I, I love the part they're trying to get into an R rated movie and the guy being there is, is a piece of shit about it. The attendant and well, you need a parent to buy this ticket for you. Then the mom shows up and says, yeah, they can go in and, and you know, you find out Amanda paid her $10 and, and have her say yeah. that. And that's all it took. You know, it's, it's, it was really fun. And that's kind of a, a little side quest, a little side story going on in the midst of all this seriousness that's happening with, you know, the tragedy with Alan in the beginning, the, the kind of the, the turn at the end of episode three with Omni-Man and where are we going with that? So, yeah, I think this one was, you know, one of those episodes that really kind of takes a big step forward. This one took a big step forward in the direction of, OK, where exactly are we going? Omni-Man's now been reintroduced. You knew it was coming. You didn't know how it was going to happen. And you're like, wait, is he a good guy? Has he subjugated this race? I don't th- Is he hiding out because he did abandon his post and he knows the Viltrumites will come for him, which probably will not end well for them, knowing Omni-Man. Um, so I, I really like the episode. I can't wait to see the last one. You got anything else to talk about on this one, Tony? No, I'm just looking forward to the uh, finale for the first half of uh, Invincible Season 2. Right, and let's let's talk about that real quick because we did get news this week. We've been waiting for this for quite some time, and we got the news this week that it part two of season two of Invincible premieres on March fourteenth, twenty twenty four, which I think is like uh, I don't know, Dan, maybe you know this as well. There's it's the anniversary of Invincible actually appearing uh, in Image Comics for the first time. I think it's like the twentieth, twenty fifth anniversary, something like that. I'm not sure, um, but. I know they're they're bringing this out on the anniversary of the comics. So we got five five episodes between next week's show to cover Invincible and when it comes back. So we'll have to talk to Patrick and figure out what we're going to do for five weeks. Yeah, what are we going to watch for five weeks? Is anything else out there? I mean, maybe we can find like maybe we can find one or two things I and then th- do. I some, mean, I would I'd be love to do still a couple list shows. We could, or I think you know one show we haven't. We might be able to get DP in on a list. Can show we get or DP something? on a regular basis since since yeah you know 
starting wow. with this episode, you're, asking, you're, you're asking really big there. I don't know. Look well, at him though. Starting, He's like, I'm not starting with right this now. episode, I think we're, yeah. I mean, since Ray, Ray's <laughs> really got much on Sundays anymore, yeah. you know, okay. CM, look at him. He's got that CM Punk wrist roll going on. Um, <laughs> I mean, Ray's got bigger, th- bigger and better things to do lately than hang out with us. So, I mean, you know, we might as well get DP back in here and and uh, upgrade. <laughs> Sorry, wants Ray. to listen to Ray. Anyway. Yeah, he wants to listen to Ray rude. anyway. That is rude. I will be the voice of the voiceless today. I miss Ray and Patrick I, go down today. I've been I staring at you two fuckers all week. I know. <laughs> I miss them too, but um, you know, I mean, a list show would be good. I think there are a couple of shows like um. Like Gen V, we haven't watched or talked about Gen V yet. That would be worthwhile. I would be willing to bet that our fearless leader, Chair Shot's number one villain, has a few ideas already in mind. So we'll just, I'll bring it up and we'll see what he says. See yeah. if he'll, we'll see if he's taking suggestions or not. Yeah, he may I mean, already have figured this out. I got it. We'll all do a watch along with Rebel Moon Part One. He won't be there for okay. it. He won't Is be it, there for it. What's, the, what's that, Dave? Time for a commercial. <laughs> Now I think like Gen V would be a good choice. Monarch. I know Patrick's already watched that Monarch series on Apple TV, which I hear is excellent. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, yeah, I'm sure Patrick's got, unless he really makes it, hits it big today in his bowling tournament. He just says, I'm done. I'm out. You guys are on your he own. It's the next Walter Ray Williams. Yeah, you never know. He could just say, I'm done. I've, I, I, my watch has ended. He may just say that and walk away. No, I, I would, I wouldn't bet any money on that. <laughs> no. I'm more I like big earn. What? Probably going to be more like Big Earn. Big Earn, yeah, there you go. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, Mr. McCracken's already here. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's not Patrick. That's somebody else. That's, that's yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Tony, what about that first commercial break? Let's get to that, then we'll come back, and we will hit up the trailer park. That sounds like a plan. Bandwagon nerds right here at Chairshot Radio Network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Cut it off too quick. Sorry. Last moons. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? We skipped right ahead. When what? When you're gone, uh, I like to have all the sound ready to go, so I don't have to edit because you know I got to post. I know it's like <laughs> fuck all that interspersing stuff. That's a pain in the ass. So that's as good as intro as any. As we are here now into the trailer park. Now we can get DPP fully involved with the show and and talking to us. Dan, first off, you know, how the hell have you been doing? I know Tony's talking about we've been doing a lot of podcasting about this wrestling business lately. Um so I know exactly what you've been up to, but other than that, what's happening in the Thunderdome, man? Yeah, uh, non-wrestling wise, uh, you know, I've been posting a little bit of it on on the social medias on the X Factor, but it's been a lot of Lego building to be honest with you. It's, you see the growing collection of uh, what's going on in, down in the Thunderdome. But other than that, it's been, uh, yeah, we're trying to crank through a lot of shows, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm behind on a lot of these episodes of, of different things. I just uh, binged Echo on Friday. Uh, so got got through all that. Well, we that was really cool. We, talk, we can talk that. I got to the end of it as well, Tony. So I think we can, we can talk Echo at the end of this one. Uh, I feel bad about doing that with Patrick not here because I know he did want to talk about it, but... With Dan here, all kidding aside, we don't know how often we'll get DPP back on. So, you know, it, it's all right. We can we can touch bases on Echo. And in, in the we kind of started a new segment at the end of the show, Dan, called What You Watching? You know, because we're all watching different things as far as the sanctioned material for bandwagon nerds. We're all watching our own stuff. But, um, yeah, Tunny's, Tunny's sanctioned something. No? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Did you want to play banjos too, Tunny? You don't want to play banjos. No? Okay. Hands off. Um, yeah, Tony was telling us DP about the, uh, the, some Lego thing, a store that opened up where you guys were like 150 people in line and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, new, new store called bricks and minifigs. Uh, it is a chain kind of, you know, they have a few uh, locations. Uh, they just opened one up 
basically five minutes from my house. So it's very exciting. Um, yeah, if you can get your get your Lego sets there, they have a big pile of loose uh, Legos that you can kind of dig through and buy, you know, in bulk, you know, buckets of it, you know, however much you want. Um, and just kind of get pieces you need. Um, they have sets that they'll buy and sell, so you can get uh, some other things. I just picked up a, a modular, an old modular, the the detective's office that I've been missing, that they had there for uh, cheaper than I've seen anywhere on eBay or anywhere out there. So I was very excited about that to add to the collection, and had some really cool stuff in there. It was it was just a rough day, uh, opening day there, because I got there half an hour before they opened, and it was literally like this. The, the line wrapped around the building. Um, it was insane. It was that I found out there was over 800 people in line at, at one point there to come in. So it's, it's, wow. ins- it was insane. It was, and you were, you were probably about a hundred ish and I was probably about 150 ish. Yeah. I was right me, at the hundred ish. It took me an hour and 45 minutes to get into the building. Damn. Yeah. That's like waiting uh, in it line was for 50. Capacity was 50. So it was, oh, yeah, there was, it's a small store. So it was, yeah, they were, they were only letting a few people in at a time. And so it's just that Legos? Definitely didn't help. It's just Legos, nothing else? Legos. Yeah, but, and here's the thing about it too, though. People that are looking at this stuff are not in a hurry. They not, I mean, I, I, I can do it quickly because I'm only looking for certain things, but even me, I'm sitting there looking at all the other stuff. So we, Dan and I, I'll, the last thing I'll say about it, because I talked a little bit about it earlier too, Dan and I both looked at each other and said, I asked him who the owner was and he pointed her out and I said, well, we got to come back here when she's here and it's not busy so we can talk to her and set up a relationship and be able to kind of have them keep an eye out on some things we're looking for. So set up a relationship, huh? All right. You know, you, that's, that's up to you guys. I'm a, I'm a married man. So, you know, I'm single and she's tall and not ugly, so I wouldn't be opposed, but it's not what I'm going there for. All right. Well, that sounds cool. Like I said, I'm I'm challenged in the area of Lego building, can so I, it's like can I get a look at your Lego? Yeah, can um, I look at your Lego? Okay, yeah. So um let's get to the trailer park. Tony's already I'm get, Yeah, you got you got the piece I'm looking for. These are the droids I'm looking for. Speaking <laughs> of droids that we're looking for, the first trailer that we're gonna talk about on this episode is the trailer for where is it here? Um Bad Batch, the final season coming. February 21st, th- I kind of set these up in chronological order, even though I didn't really mean to, but it worked out pretty well. Um, but Bad Batch, final season, February 21st, 2024, Disney Plus. I think this is the third season of Bad Batch. I have not watched any of Bad Batch yet. I've been meaning to. It's just, you know, one of those things where it's like I haven't had the time to do it all. But uh, let's go to let's go to our just. Dis- esteemed distinguished guest dpp dp have you watched any of bad batch so far yeah put your tie back on i I, you know i haven't um but i I guess i really didn't know it was out there in a sense because i I really wasn't paying attention to that and watching this trailer and everything i mean it looks looks really cool you know the animated type series it looks very interesting uh i definitely piqued my interest to watch it and definitely put it on my list uh now to, to go check it out I don't know how many episodes there are in the first two seasons, but it's got to be easy to crank through, I think. So be, I know the first very excited. To the see it. first few episodes are kind of long, like an hour and a half ish sort of thing. So um, and then I think it gets shorter from there. But I don't remember exactly. I, I know what the general the general premise is, you know, the clones who um, were all part of the Clone Wars and then turned when Order 66 came. Several of them realized that they had inhibitor chips on, got rid of them so that they wouldn't betray their friends and, and everybody that they've been allies for. And they kind of 
are deemed a bad batch because they're the good guys, if that makes any sense. But and this kind of follows them. But uh, Tony, have you watched any of the Bad Batch yet? General premise? No, I have not. Um, I do. Sorry, that was a How I Met Your Mother reference. <laughs> I I feel the same way as Dan. Um, I just don't have time for all this stuff. I pretty much pretty sure I recognize it's Wanda all Star Sykes. Wars, right? I know. <laughs> Look at what I'm wearing. Exactly. Um, I think I recognize Wanda Sykes as one of the characters in this thing. Like, it looks amazing. Like, I love the way this type of animation looks, you know, where some parts you can almost get lost in the fact that it's animation, you know, and it feels real, especially like um, ship battles and things of that nature. You know, you can obviously tell when uh, any kind of species or a human being is on there. It's 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 animation, but Somebody, I know it's well done. I know somebody's behind sure Dan waving at the it's really good. Oh, is it the Dillinator? I didn't see her. Then, uh, it was a female. Was I don't know if that helps identify anybody in your house, Dan. No. That is. That's okay. That would be the, that would be Mrs. Ooh, here we go. That would be Mrs. That would be Mrs. DPV. Oh. I think that now you know what the now you know what the P stands for. The second one. Um. <laughs> that's all I got, Dave. How good is this? Tell us. I have not seen it, but um, I it's one that I want to see. I because I've heard nothing but great things about it and. And Star Wars animation is very good. And it's kind of like DC animation where they don't and and kind of like Marvel animation now. They just don't miss anymore with animation. Like like my going back to Invincible, like I'm watching it this morning my wife like she's like what are you watching? I'm like Invincible. She goes, "Oh, I thought you were watching a real show." I got offended. I said, "This is a real fucking show. What are you talking about?" She goes, "It's it's a cartoon." I was like, "It is not a cartoon." She she hasn't watched any of it? No. There, you know, some people don't get into it. I say this is she, animation. She, it is not a cartoon. Into it. She might get into it because it's based in the Grayson family. Yeah, that's. I mean, true. I. She needs to watch it. She really does because I think she'd have a. It is. Uh, you know, it is a tremendous show. But in any case, like Star Wars doesn't do bad animation. The biggest thing about this for me, and and yeah, this is where I do wish. I mean, I wish Patrick was here anyway, but then I could bounce this off of him. But um, the appearance of Asajj Ventress, because I know he, I think, made a comment in the uh, in the chat about Ventress shows up. And it's interesting because I don't know in the Star Wars chronology whether she has turned to the good side. Ventress is like Dooku's apprentice for a while. Apprentice, yeah. And then she, at some point, turns kind of to the dark side and wants to kill Dooku. There's the the Dark Disciple story that's in in some of the Star Wars novels that are actually considered canon, not the extended universe, which kind of got gutted and was said, oh, this is, really isn't canon." But she in that story is a is a is a good guy. She's a light side. She goes back to the light side. So I don't know where this fits in. Where I know she says, "I promise not to kill you," but you're making it very tempting. So I don't know where that fits in in the in the whole story arc of of her story arc, which is really fascinating. Um, but I definitely want to see it. I'm sure Patrick will, will tell me next week when he's on. He'll try and maybe I don't know if he knows or not. But um, if he does, I'm sure he will tell me. Hey, here's where she fits in in this storyline before she turns back to the good side or not. But I don't know. It's it's a series that obviously it's doing well if it's in its third season. And but there's only so much you can tell about these rogue clone troopers before we get to the whole empire stage of things. Um, there's a kid involved. I don't know who the kid is, but it's apparently somebody who the Emperor Palpatine is very concerned about as far as upsetting the balance of power in the whole thing. It's always a kid. It's it always a kid. There's oh, always some, some youthling or some youthling or some youth, you know, 
all these youths out here upsetting the balance of of, of the force. <laughs> Speaking of our friend Patrick O'Dowd, he just sent me a he sent me a message. This you guys will appreciate this. He's like, because I wished him luck this morning. He's he's bowling in a tournament, and he says, "I'm glad I decided to do this for fun." Guy in an early session shot a two twenty five and back to back three hundred. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you're not going to get very far with that. Oh man, but it, <laughs> I'm just going to text him back like, "Holy crap!" Uh, anyway. <laughs> A nice eight twenty five series. Yeah, just just the average average day. So, um, uh, I do have Patrick's best game beat though. By the way, by eleven pins. Do you? Just okay. Yeah, I just want to point that. I just want to. I want to bring that up on air. It's going to bother him a little bit. Record. <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Um, let's go on to the next uh, next trailer here and, and see where things lead us from here. Um, speaking of animated shows being turned into live action sort of we got another tra- I think we had one earlier but this is a new trailer for avatar not the way of water and all the blue people but avatar the last airbender coming to netflix the day after the bad batch premieres for the final season february 22nd 2024 netflix the new soon to be home of wwe raw um Tony, I'll go to you first. I've not watched this animated series i know it's been very popular for many many years and I haven't seen it, but this trailer, it, I don't know. To me, it's, it looks okay, but there's, there's a lot of elements of it that are seem very child, not childish, but very oriented towards kids. Have you watched this animated series? And, and what do you think of this trailer? I have not. The trailer looked fun. Um, it looked like it was kind of like a coming together against the evil forces, you know, not believing in what you had already, but, um, it looks fun. I, it's just not for me. Th- these types of shows, I'm just not big on. Um, you know, Marvel, DC, and Star Wars are enough. I don't need another universe outside of, you know, and then we got Invincible, and then we got uh, The Boys, and it's just, I know that's a lot of excuses, but, and I got to watch at least five hours of wrestling a week, so there's just no time. It looks really cool, though. I will say that. I, I The story... Uh, the visual and, and the effects and everything, it, it looks good, but I just, I don't have time for it. I, I hear you, man. We're, we are covering a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to watch and, and that damn wrestling gets in the way of a lot of things. Fox. Well, this is what happens kind of when we're missing the entire bandwagon. We kind of get a, once in a while we get pigeonholed into where we get a couple or a few people that all watch the same thing. That's so us. we, you know, <laughs> we don't have the full, we don't have the full opinion of the entire bandwagon, but you know. Stay tuned. Patrick will be back next week and we'll get two shows worth out of them in one. I apologize in advance for our ignorance, but wait, DP we might do. be able to save us. Have you watched Avatar the no, series? He, and no, okay. He, that's... He won't, he won't, he won't. I already <laughs> so this and this so this this movie is based on the animated series. It's supposed yes. to be just a live action yeah. yes. of that animated series story. Right. It looks like a cool rendition really of the animation. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I, I like the trailer. I thought, you know, the story is really cool and you know, it looks interesting for sure. I mean, I, I'll certainly probably end up watching it. Um, you know, it it does look neat. I, I do like it. Um, but I no, I haven't watched the animated series either because that's just yeah. I, I don't know. I guess that one looks a lot more, you know, towards children, like you said, Dave. You know, yeah. like I don't know. There's if this the the movies probably seems to be that you know everything's trying to do a live action of you know right. the different cartoons and animated series that are out there, and this is probably one of them. It's, more, more probably geared towards the kids, um, you know, look at maybe it this like way. Percy Jackson type of yeah. style. Let but. me ask you this question. If you were that kid, if you were between like eight and 
13 right now and you were a fan of the animated thing and this trailer came out and you were that age, you'd be stoked. You'd be like, holy yeah. cow, they're, they're doing it like with real people and because it looked that good. That's how good the trailer looked. Like it looked epic. It looked like it was going to be something that was executed extremely well. Yeah, if you're a fan of the of the animated series, to see, it's like all of us. We all want to see animated stuff brought to live action. I mean, except me with the Disney stuff brought to live action, which you guys know I can't stand. But <laughs> other people have different feelings, and that's fine. But yeah, if you're a fan of the Avatar animated series, to see this brought to life, I mean, there there's, there's elements of it that are very formulaic in the trailer. The hero's journey, the guy who's just kind of like, I, I'm not a world. I, I'm not the savior of the world. I can't do this. I can't. And then he learns his powers grow. He accepts his role and off we go. You got to start somewhere. You do. You do. Let's go to the next trailer though, because this is one I think we can all comment on because we all probably saw the original. I multiple times. I mean, the original is one of probably my favorite Patrick Swayze movie. I mean, it's ghost and it's roadhouse. And we got the first trailer for the new roadhouse movie which is the remake of the classic one from the 80s with Patrick Swayze playing Dalton. This one is going to come to Amazon Prime March 21st, 2024. And I watched this trailer and a couple things come to mind. A, Jake Gyllenhaal got himself in tremendous shape for this fucking movie. There is no doubting that. Uh, Conor McGregor looks like he's bulked up a little bit for this movie as well. And my last thought is I can see why this is going straight to Prime and not to the theaters in the first place. Because I did not, as big as a fan as I am of the original, I did not really dig this trailer. I don't like the fact that they've wrapped the Dalton character around a former UFC fighter. Because I think that takes away from the mystique of what the character was in the original, which is just a badass who, you know, gotten to where he was by being a bouncer in all these bars. And of course, you know, ended up killing somebody in, in a fight that really scarred him for the rest of the movie and made his decision-making a little trepidatious in a few places. But uh, that's my thoughts on it. I don't know. Tony, what did you think of this trailer? I know you've seen the original. We've all probably seen the original roadhouse. Does this measure up? Is this a remake? I think like even DJ said the remake or, or maybe it was Aesop the remake. Nobody asked for, I know Aesop thinks it looks terrible. I'm not exactly overjoyed by this, but maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. What did you think, man? A lot of the times I'll wait for the um, trailer to make the rundown as opposed to watching it when it gets dropped in our thread. Um, I kind of agreed with everybody and had the same thought when, when this was dropped in the thread and didn't watch the trailer right away and thought, I don't really need to see a remake of Roadhouse. That's like one of the really well done movies of all time. Um, Point Break, by the way, my favorite Patrick Swayze yeah, I movie. I forgot that one. Um, but the ones you mentioned, excellent. Um, I... <laughs> I just dirty dancing too, right? Yes. Um, yep. There it is. Got stuck there. In the, out, gonna, in the, out, the outsiders can't forget him. In the-, the outsiders, yeah. Right. But you know, then I watched the trailer and I went, "Boy, if you just call it something else besides Roadhouse, this looks like a really fucking fun movie." So I'm just gonna go with that and be like, "Well, they used Roadhouse to get you interested, and there's kind of a connection to the stories a little bit." But Conor McGregor playing a heel, like, boy, he looked like he can act because he doesn't really have to act. He's a heel. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, likes to get into super awesome fucking shape like that. He looks amazing. Like, this just looks fun. It does. I'm going to watch this. It's on Prime. It'll be be a Saturday where I don't go out to the bar and just hang out at home. And like 6 o'clock, I'll put in a pizza and I'll watch it because I think it'll be fun. Yeah, and my love... 
It might be a seven. It might not be an eight and a half. It might be a six and a half or a seven, but I'll have a good time. It, it'll be better than Survivor Series 91. We'll put it that way, right, Tony? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, Most it's, of it, yeah. it's, uh, it, it may be something I watch just because of my love of the original, and we'll go from there. But uh, DP, what did you think of this trailer, man? That's that's part of the problem, and, and that's uh, one of the things that bothers me is like, and we'll get to some other ones here in a minute, but like, that's all they do is they don't have new Nobody has a lot of new ideas. They just try and rehash this old stuff, and it just doesn't work. Like, a lot of it does not work. Um, you know, and I saw this one, and I'm like, oh, shit, they're just going to remake Roadhouse. And I agree. Like, they would have just called it something different and just not, like, tied it to Roadhouse or something. It would have been like, oh, yeah, this this could be kind of cool. You know, a good idea, a good premise, um, you know, without trying to, like, redo the original. Um, I don't, I don't want to see this, I'll be honest. I am not a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he... he kicks ass and really gets into shape and all that. But like, I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of him. I don't know why. Uh, Come on, Dan bubble boys, a classic, you know, that <laughs> I think it's maybe because he dated Kirsten Dunst. And I was like, oh, this is a professional had, jealousy thing. Then, huh? might be a, it might be a jealousy thing. I think that, turned, that was it. For, that was it for him. He's off the list. Someone had to get booed today and you're running the show, Dave, and I'm running the soundboard. So DP, I mean, it was just, and you're, you know, yeah. DP's in Ray's spot, so it makes sense. I have to. I'll take it. I'm happy to take that. Uh, yeah, it just... DP would say he's back in his own spot. That's right. That's true. Back home. Back where I belong. Take that, Ray. Uh, and finish the story, DP. Finish oh, the story. Do it. I got to finish the story, too. Yeah. The newest rivalry in chair shot uh, radio network history. It's going to culminate WrestleMania weekend. Bandwagon nerds. Ray and DP face off. Oh, my God. I, yeah, just for me that yeah, this one just it doesn't <laughs> loser hit. Gets, loser gets hate mail in perpetuity. Loser, <laughs> loser leaves BWN. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. Ah, they can leave for like a month and then come back. That's yeah, how it works. Yeah. That's 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 yeah. perfect. Well, they got stated. Loser dies. Loser dies and then gets brought back a month later. That that'd be oh. totally in line with what we're talking about here. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's a, that's fun. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I like what you guys have said, the point you're bringing up, call it anything other than roadhouse. And it's like, okay, I'm interested now, but yeah, it's just, it's not the Dalton. And you know, I know Patrick would say it's not about the Dalton that you want. It's about the Dalton that they want to make. And he's right. Um, but I don't know. I, I think all of us are like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Looks fun. No, I'm in. Let's, it looks fun. I'm let's let's get into the weirder trailers of the week. And um, <laughs> DJ shared this one that we're going to talk about next. And I don't know, man. Immaculate coming to theaters March 22nd, 2024. A very dark, dark, dark take on the Immaculate Conception, I guess. And I'm not sure what the hell's going on in this fucking trailer. But it it looks a little bit strange, to say the very least. A, a nun? I guess it's a nun. Tunney's guy got his microphone all the way pinned back. I have a feeling he has no commentary on this bitch. Because I think Tunney, Tunney and I share the same love for horror movies and the fact that horror movies are horrible. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I guess on, I'm no. going to be talking to myself okay. here. I, Shit. So. I don't think they're horrible per se all of them no, they're just but not I, your genre this right they're they're 100 not my thing. i know and and yeah. i i had to throw something weird in here in in honor you know keeping patrick's spirit alive let's throw something really kind of abstract we're, and we're, obtuse out here so you know that we're, sort of thing we're covering all our bases dave this one's yours to cover 
I, dude, I, DJ shared this with me and I watched it and I was like, man, that's kind of strange. Um, I'm going to put that in the rundown just to kind of talk about, but yeah, it's like, it's like a weird take on the immaculate conception. And this nun is apparently out of nowhere. She's with child and you get the distinct impression. I don't think God impregnated you. This looks like somebody else, something, something else did this to you. And everybody around her is, I don't know if they're trying to kill her or control her or what the case may be. Uh, This kind of looks like the nun gone bad. (laughs) You know, and as bad as that movie is, this is like, I don't know. DP, I know you don't like horror movies, and I, I understand it, but what did you get from this trailer? I mean, it, it, is there anything redemptive about it, in your opinion, as somebody who doesn't like horror? Patrick and I like horror movies a lot more. Ray as well, DJ as well. Uh, for a non-horror fan, did you see anything in here that it piques your interest? No. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a follow, I mean, it really it's another story that follows a lot of those, like you said, like the non and you know, the exorcist, those kind of, you know, some type of religious type of story that they turn into a horror and try and do your, you know, different types of scares and stuff like that. I, I, and I get it. And, um, it just like nothing on that trailer to me just gave me any interest in wanting to watch it. It was like right off the bat with, uh, you know, her sitting in the uh, uh, commuter confessional and everything. And I'm like, OK, here we go. And it's like, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, right. And yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, they, they like to use that. It's, it's nice though that, you know, like I was saying before that a lot of, I guess we call it original ideas or something like this is just, a, it's a different story. It's not like they're redoing something like the exorcist or anything like that. So I, I'm appreciative of that, that it's, you know, they're trying to do something else, something different, a new story, um, keeping that religious theme. But to me, like just the horror movies, like they just, yeah, I, nothing of them, really gives me any interest to want to watch it unless it's more of like a thriller type movie you know with with horror stuff is okay but like if it's just straight this not for me you know i agree with the thriller part of it too because we talked about something last week that was a little bit more of a thriller as opposed to uh just horror um and and i i can get into that if it's well done but yeah the horror stuff it's hard for me um and like we said we're kind of kind of partial band stripped down bandwagon you said entertainment values there but not all the knowledge across the board yeah where's the, we need running dj running to make a quick appearance here and say why'd you ch- why'd you share this trailer with us you did yeah, i don't know uh, it's i yeah i'm i'm with you guys as a big of a horror fan as i am there wasn't a whole lot about this that got me charged up to say, yeah, I got to go to the movies. I got to go to the theaters and watch this. Now, if you put it on streaming, then I'm much more inclined to check it out. But I am not going to the movies, not even in 3D or 4X or whatever the hell your special cool thing is. Screen X. Screen X. Once you get it, once you get it, you'll never forget its name. I, even I don't care if it's triple X, if it's X videos, I don't think I want to see this movie in the theaters. So triple I, H. I Triple H maybe, but yeah, Triple X not so much. Um, anyway, who knows? Let's Every get type of immaculate. <laughs> yeah, anything with immaculate in it, I don't. Unless it's the immaculate reception or something. Now that's kind of cool. But beyond I, that, yeah, I first saw that and I'm like, ooh, maybe this. No, it's a horror movie. Damn it! <laughs> you thought it was a movie about Franco Harris's catch? I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got a movie called Immaculate. I think there's something about. I don't remember. Yeah. 
Um, let's talk about the last trailer, which did get a lot of positive feedback from uh, the bandwagon nerds chat this week. And 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 I and I had not seen it until like going and putting the rundown together. I said, oh, what is this? And I got to check it out. It's a movie called Monkey Man. Now, this one's coming out April 5th, 2024 <clears throat> in theaters. And in this a Jordan Peele movie as well. Tony is. Uh, yes. yes. I, and uh, signed on for it. Uh, uh, yeah. Dev, Dev Patel wrote Dev- it and directed it. OK. I'm going to turn DP. Let me turn it over to you first. I I don't know a whole, I I mean, I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, another action movie, some good fighting, another reluctant hero who comes into his own as this legendary sort of, I don't know what really what's going on, but what did you, I'll go to you first. What did you think of this trailer? This seems more in line with kind of like what we like as a group. Yeah. I thought this was really cool. Uh, You know, it kind of, it felt like um, John Wick esque, I guess maybe like, you know, uh, one dude, uh, ass kicking machine, but, uh, done in, I guess, I don't know what, uh, I don't know where it looks for in a terrible at words today, but, uh, <laughs> like it looks like India. Yeah. Like India or something like that. Pakistan, right. Pakistan somewhere uh, over there. Yeah. I guess. Cause Dev tell is the guy from, India. Uh, yeah. Slumdog millionaire or whatever. Yeah. So I'd <laughs> say I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm rusty bandwagon nerds. I haven't been on for a while. You, uh, Right. Uh, but it looked really cool. I, I you know, I, I wasn't sure at the beginning. I was kind of like eh, when they first started showing the, the trailer, but then it got into the action. It was like, yeah, I could get behind this story, you know, guy coming back and, you know, uh, getting some revenge. And, you know, just like that's totally what it felt like was John Wick, just him coming back. One man ass kicking machine, you know, not much dialogue, but just a lot of entertainment value. That's something you could go see in the movie theater and want to see on a big screen. <laughs> And the fact that it was good enough that Jordan Peele went, yeah, I want to, I want to back this. Let's put it in the theaters. Um, is a really good sign. And this is one of them again. Like I said, you know, it's, it's got that, you know, a feel of John Wick, but it's an original written screenplay done by this guy. It's something new. It's not something redone or anything like that. And that's stuff that really gets me excited, especially when it looks this good. And if Jordan Peele could take it and make it look even better and put it up on the big screen. Fuck yeah, let's go, man. I love the comparison to uh, to John Wick because I, I didn't realize it until you said it, DP. But yeah, looking at it back, thinking about the trailers, like, yeah, he's got a point. That does have a definite John Wick-ish feel to it. Uh, Tony, what do you think of this trailer? I imagine this is more in your <laughs> wheelhouse. No, this looks great, actually. Um, it, it felt like uh, maybe Jordan Peele had been waiting for a story that he really fell in love with that, that comes from the Indian culture. Uh, I can tell you that where I live in Southeast Wisconsin, my theaters normally have Indian movies um, with each of the different um, types of movies they have, like with natural showings and they, they look great. It's just, I don't want to go read subtitles for however many hours. So now I get, might get that type of movie with kind of American made. Right. And that's kind of what that seems like. And, And I'm really interested in it because I know there's, Oh, I mean, Bollywood is, is a whole nother world that we don't even like live in. That's just as big, if not bigger than Hollywood. India is the biggest country in the world population wise. Now people don't even understand that. Um, and there's just some amazing creativity and, and, and art form and, and things of that nature that come not only from that country, but, but from that heritage and, and, and their history. Yeah. I, I, I think it looks really cool. I think it's a it's a different kind of movie, and I wasn't sure what to expect at first. And I thought, you know, when they talk about the white monkey, 
I'm like, is this a guy who like transforms into some, you know, mystical ape like creature and beats the shit out of people? But it's really not that at all. That's oh, you see him though. Like, yeah. is, he, is he having a flashback or, or a dream when he gets in the ring and puts the monkey mask on? I don't know. It's hard to tell. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, it really is. It's hard to tell. Like, I, I wonder if that's just like, like a power animal type of thing, you know, like you just going on there. You know, it's an avatar. See, avatars they are everywhere. I mean, it's not just blue people or world saviors. It's everything sort of. Yeah, exactly. I think it might be something like he was a he was a fighter. He was probably, you know, got hooked up with the wrong people, maybe. And that's why, you know, because he's getting revenge on, you know, the murder of his mother or whatever, like maybe. Something went bad, you know, and they, yeah. they killed her on it because of the that. other working title for this movie was Roadhouse. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Roadhouse, <laughs> India version. I shit, I don't know, man. It look, I this one looks better than Roadhouse. I will say that uh, right up front. And so this one I'm much more interested in than the Roadhouse remake. And you know, you can only have so much Jake Gyllenhaal in your life, and then it kind of gets a little bit too much, right? DP have none. Have none. None, none sounds good. Yeah, none sounds yeah, good. You can take his Mysterio helmet love, and get the fuck out of love here. To, love to have those abs again, though, like he has. Uh, I'll take those. I'll, I will take yes. those. Yeah. I will agree with that. Been uh, 26 years. How old am I? It's been 55 years for me. Never had ab like that. 20, so. 26 years. I had ab. I, I, I think I got yeah. one. Yeah. Like, I, I I can maybe make get one to pop, but that's about it. You know, but yeah. With, but then I have to have hernia surgery. So that's the problem with getting the one to pop is, you know, that's going to do it for the trailer park kitties. <laughs> Dave and DP, they come back walking all funny. What happened? Well, we tried to pop our abs and well, we pop some. Yeah, yeah. We tried to pop our abs. We uh, blew out an O ring instead. You know, it just, it happens. So, um, that's going to do it for the trailer park. We're going to take our second commercial break. Then we're going to come back for some news around the nerdosphere. We got some daredevil news to discuss. Deadpool three has wrapped shooting and we will talk Oscar nominations and get our thoughts on. Yeah. Mostly our neck of the woods in the Oscars because he really wants to talk about all this other serious shit. So anyway, you are listening to bandwagon nerds here on the chair shot radio network, a part of the chairshot.com. before we go to commercial Tony though, maybe you should tell these guys where can they get, some of that sweet chair shot merch, including that elusive third bandwagon nerds t-shirt. DP has a bandwagon nerds t-shirt. So you're one you of that. the one uh, of the two. Okay. You do. I got the OG uh, one. Get, That's for sure. Head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Makes a great gift as well. Grab one for yourself and for somebody else. It's the gift that keeps on giving because every time you put it on, it gives you a hug. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And for a limited time, if you are the third person to get that Bandwagon Nerds t-shirt, not only will we acknowledge you on air, 
Not only will we show up at your house to acknowledge you in person, you also get a Platt Belaz 2020 t-shirt free with every order of a Bandwagon Nerds t-shirt through forever. Right, Tony? I don't know that that, no, I don't, no. That, that, wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me run it by giving away a free t-shirt. No. Damn. I thought that, you know. Well, we, we will. But we will send Chris Platt to your house yes. or maybe he'll just call you and record your away uh, message on your phone. It would be an improvement for me, for sure. Um, you know, I, I thought what and I'm looking at this rundown and I'm thinking, you know, this is the talking about Daredevil Born Again is back to filming. There's some new characters. There's some old characters being rumored. That's a perfect rather than do it for what you watching. This is almost an even better place to segue in Echo since it relates directly to this story, right? I mean, we've all watched Echo. We got to the end of it. We realized, you know, at, at the end of the whole thing, Maya Lopez, or I think that's her name, Maya. Maya, I know. She does not go and become the queen pin. She kind of uh, stands her ground and Kingpin is, um, you know, left to his own devices sort of thing. So most of the stuff I'm hearing is suggesting that there's definitely going to be a street war in Daredevil born again between Daredevil and Kingpin and you got to figure Echo and this is cool that you get in this uh, in the last episode you got to see where Echo gets that name from and how that name becomes a part of her Um, but with Daredevil born again after all the turmoil that they went through with scrapping the plans getting new writers getting showrunners involved in this thing and now we get you know we're getting news that Bullseye is going to be a part of it we know Kingpin is going to be a part of it this article talks about how uh, Foggy and Karen Page, who I think, and I haven't, again, I have not seen all of the Daredevil Netflix series, so I don't know, but most of what I've read about suggested that they died in the Netflix series and then have been brought back. Um, and then you got rumors that White Tiger is going to be brought in somebody, I think named Muse. I, I don't know if it's not, it's certainly not the band name, but they're all going to be brought in, in the Daredevil Born Again series. So I'll turn it over to you first, PC, a did you see the Netflix Daredevil series um, and and B, what do you think about this notion that we are really born again is going to now be more about this big war for the streets of Hell's Kitchen between Daredevil and Kingpin? Yeah, I did not see the series. I do know the story, though, um, out of the out of the low percentage of stories that I know, that's one of them, and because I went back after seeing Echo and and knowing that we're dealing with Kingpin and that this was coming back. And we had had Daredevil in there with um, She-Hulk as well. So I kind of read up a little yeah, bit there. Too. That's right. So, you know, I, I'd like to, that'd be really cool if she was involved because it doesn't sound like you're ever going to get anything as far as the series she's for her. She's been smashing that Murdoch. You got to figure she's involved somewhere, right? I mean, come on now. Um, Captain America Fox. So let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm interested because Echo was excellent. I mean, especially the way they developed the story and, and laid it out there and what we're going to see moving forward between Echo and Kingpin, like that's still there, you know? Um, so Echo was amazing. I'm looking forward to Daredevil. I think DP, it really is too. DP, did oh. you see the, uh, Netflix Daredevil series and, and cut, got any kind of ideas where, you think the Born Again series is going to go now that they've got, it seems like they have their shit together and have a direction in which they want to go. And we're going to bring in a bunch of the daredevil street level universe. Uh, what do you think of all that? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat of not watching the other series. Um, so I'm coming into this cold as well. Um, but it's just, it's, it's something good that they always do tying all this stuff together. 
um, and just those little teases of having the different characters in these ep- other episodes for the other people. Like having Daredevil just show up kind of randomly in Echo was like, what the fuck? Like, oh shit, Daredevil's here. Like, that's cool. And they could tie all this stuff in. Um, and it just makes these more interesting. I think these the way they do these shorter, grouped, episodic things um, make those stories a little bit better. And being able to bring in Echo and give her those little little story of how she fits in rather than just kind of throwing her randomly into a movie. Having this dare, you know, daredevil, you know, for someone who hasn't watched it, now they can watch it on Disney, you know, putting this in there. You know, this will be great because you can add these other characters. I'm, I'm so happy that Kingpin's finally brought into this because Kingpin's badass. Can we see how amazing Vincent D'Onofrio is oh, yeah. as well? Beautiful. They make him look just like a giant killer, man. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I think like episode four of Echo is the one where they show um, at the beginning where he beats the shit out of the vendor who's making fun of Maya. And, and he's 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 like wanting, I, I need a new suit. I don't want Maya to see me. And then she's looking at him. And then she goes over and starts kicking the shit out of the guy. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I popped for that. So that's so awesome. <laughs> but he's, uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is just a massive tour de force in, in, in this whole thing. I mean, I can't think of anybody else who could play kingpin and i do i mean and i haven't heard whether born again is going to be it's, it was originally planned to be 16 episodes i don't know if that's still the case i kind of hope it is because there's so much of that story you could you guys are talking about characters you know echo is going to be a part of this thing i really think she hulk's got to be a part of this thing um who else do they bring in punisher luke cage iron fist all the defenders that sort of thing so i'm really hoping for the best that we can possibly get from, from daredevil born again. Uh, DP, I know you're a little bit of a bigger nerd than, than, than Tony is as far as the comics there, there looks like they're going to make white tiger, a male character instead of a female character. Uh, what do you, what do you think about the, you okay with that? Yeah. I mean, why not? I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know the lore of the daredevil comic stuff as well as some of the others. So, uh, I don't know. They could. Why not? Why can't they do that? Because people bitch about it. You took another role away from a woman and turned her turned her into a man. Yeah, people, fine. People will complain, but so we're getting this on the Marvel side right now, okay? Um, and it kind of started with She Hulk into Echo into now Daredevil, and on the other side though, on DC, I think they're kind of matching with the Penguin which is coming out soon. And I can't wait for that. I just thought I'd bring that up because they feel kind of similar ish. The penguin and, and, and Kingpin are like really kind of get similar vibes from them. So I'm just, I know we're going to talk about that when we start getting the latest stuff there and closer to it, but yeah, get them vibes yeah. on both sides. Uh, yeah. Cobblepot as a character uh, is fantastic. And I love the the direction they're going with him. If they continue that, uh, what they did with the latest, the Batman, you know, movie. I mean, what, I, I hope they start doing that. What Colin Farrell and, and Vincent D'Onofrio put out on screen. It's, 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 it's not the same, but it like you, you, you feel still, it I mean, a little bit in the same way. Yeah. You can really dig into that character. It gives you, it gives that character. It feels like they give that character a depth that you can feel that you could dig into. You know, I guess I don't know where they're going with the penguin one just yet, but I like the end of like the end of echo with Vincent D'Onofrio or, you know, Kingpin going to be runner for mayor. Uh, yeah. You know, if you remember the Batman Returns, it's going to be amazing. Amazing. That's you know? going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I just hope. Uh, go ahead, Dan. Sorry, Dave. I, you know, we were talking about this one. You know, Daredevil might be like whatever, 15, 16 episodes. I honestly, I liked Echo. I, I, I kind of want them to keep it shorter 
they could do shorter bursts of a story, bring in a few of the characters, and then kind of then do another batch if they wanted to of, of the same, you know, um, to just introduce a few more characters. I thought I liked I liked the way they were doing that. It was a little bit shorter, uh, you know, finishes quicker. You don't have to like stretch things out as much because some of the, sometimes you feel like they just stretch a story too much. It's like okay, let's let's just get to the, can we just get to the finish. Right, right. And I mean, with Daredevil, the born again story arc is one of the most iconic in comics history. But you got to figure, well, I don't know if you can stretch that to 16 episodes. So there's obviously more things going on than just, I mean, yeah, having Karen Page as part, she's essential. So is Foggy, essential for, for those roles. Do we know? Do we know the runtime on each episode, though? No, I. they're just starting now. They just resume filming, so I don't think anybody's a like, whole lot. It, this is it, this is a great conversation to have for another day. Maybe in one of these days we do a list show and we talk about, like, preferred method of consumption. Like, how would you like stories to be told to you? Because take something as iconic as The Godfather, and it's in three movies, right? Well, what if it was in um, a television 20 plus episode a week thing instead what if it was a seven piece miniseries i can't, I can't handle 20 episodes a week tony that that's too much uh, uh 20 weeks a year sorry you know what i mean god you know damn, I we mean, can't handle like, one episode a week tony like watch 20 in a week but what's your favorite Ever. way for a story to be told you know what i'm saying and right. which stories do you like be told in different you know uh mediums of consumption it's a good, I mean, yeah, we kind of have t- touched on that before. Do you prefer the we movies? Have. Do you prefer the series? Do you perform like the uh, special editions, like the shorter sort of thing? I don't know, but it, it is a good question. But yeah, I just, I can't wait for this to come out. And because one of the things, and I mentioned it to my wife, one thing, last thing I want to say about Echo is the series to me was really, really, really good, really, really well done. And getting away from the cosmic stuff, which has been a problem for them the last phase seemed to really help they were grounded everything was like based on laws and physics that we all understand and we didn't have to go into it what there was no multiversal aspect to it it was just focused on this one story arc a few key characters it was tight it told a great story and it kept everybody interested and it just felt like this may be where they need to be and this co- the focus on the cosmic stuff through phase four and the early part of phase five is where they started to run into problems. Maybe they need to, you know, get back to your roots at this point in time. What was it? Secret invasion, right? Uh, that was kind of maligned. And, you know, we were, we were all looking for a good street level kind of uh, series or, 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 or movie. And that didn't deliver as much as we wanted it to. But like but, you but said, this one did. Remember when we first started, watch, the first few episodes of Secret Invasion delivered. Then when they brought the scrolls in, everything started going downhill. So Dan smiling. Well, we didn't, we I didn't, did. we didn't appreciate all the fake deaths. It yes. was a little lazy. Yeah, that's true. Cause you didn't, yeah. Cause they could easily go, you don't know what's what, you know, obviously. Cause every, every human could be a scroll. You don't know. That's And you know what, looking back now, that's a tough place for a writer to be because you have to use it, but you have to use it right. Otherwise, you know, it's very wrestling esque. Use it or lose it. Um, on the other end of the mark, so as one series that we're really looking for begins filming again, a movie that the only movie coming out in 2024 on any of our plates, the DC Marvel, any of that shit going on is Deadpool three, which has now been confirmed to have wrapped filming. Um, 
Ryan Reynolds had a pretty cool message on his board about, you know, it's almost like Ric Flair with a tear in my eye sort of thing. He's talking about the end of Deadpool 3. Hugh Jackman saying, yes, now I can eat normal and I can shave this fucking beard off. Um, I thought it was fantastic stuff. Interesting, though, this movie comes out in six months and they have just now wrapped filming. And you're wondering when's the first trailer coming. Now they get into the post-production phase. I really hope they can still pull this thing off before it's scheduled to come out. And I think it's July or something like that. Uh, DP, what do you think? I mean, Deadpool three done filming. We're into the post-production phase, which usually people, I know a lot of people who aren't in the know about it. think, Oh, no big deal. Post-production can take a long damn time. And do they have enough time to get this thing out on time? DP. I'm going to guess they do. Uh, you know, with everything that got happened with the writer strikes, they're they're going to push through and, and do it because they need to. They don't have a lot of movies coming up, especially. And I'm sure uh, Ryan Reynolds will, will make sure this this fucking thing happens. Oh, yeah. You know, his his tweet with with just with the wrapping up filming just got me with just a picture of his crotch. Uh, just fantastic. He's hilarious. Dude's got 15 buck a month wireless out there for you. Okay, folks like this movie's coming out when he says so. That's true. <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't need a trailer. I don't need a trailer. There's no reason. There's no, you know, don't bother. I already know what I'm getting into. And I think everybody does. And I know what I'm getting. Into. I'm, I don't want to see any. I don't need to see a single minute of this thing until I go see it in a theater because it's going to be fucking hilarious and it's going to be badass. Dave, that's not going to happen, but that's a brilliant idea to not have a fucking trailer. We Just talk- to have like, like, like have like <coughs> one second clips and then, and then four seconds of Deadpool, blah, blah, in theaters, this date, like seriously, here's one second of the movie. Like, think about how brilliant that would be. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before when trailers start, like you start getting into this whole, when's the trailer coming? When's the trailer coming? Cause we're programmed. But I'm kind of with Dan on this one. Like, hey, if we don't get a trailer for this movie because of whatever reason, I'm okay because we kind of know Tunney's reacting to something. 7-7? Is that the score? There's a kind of a minor football game going on right now, which is part of the reason why Ray's not here because he's in full Baltimore Ravens mode. Good luck. Good luck, Ravens. I hope you kick the shit out of the Chiefs. Fuck those guys. I'm sick of them. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I think, you know, not having a trailer would not be the end of the world um, with a movie like this. And especially if they're up against what are you guys doing? We have a secret language we've developed that uh, is not quite sign language, but it's very much based on our relationship over a long period of time. And it's developed in nine years of podcasting. It's like uh, I t- that's the one my wife was saying about Echo, that she loved the fact that they brought in all the ASL stuff, that's, which, you know, oh, yeah. a deaf protagonist, cool. you know, and all the ASL things because she learned awesome. ASLers. It's really cool. Amazing. Can we have that actually be a thing? Can you put that contact in your eye and have the other person be able to talk to you and show that digital sign awesome. language thing? That was kick ass. That was awesome. That was kind of a crazy. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So that, that so that uh, Fisk could talk to her. But um, yeah, getting back to Deadpool three though, um, you know we we know I, I <laughs> and you gotta love Hugh Jackman that he was willing to do this again, subject his body at the age that he's he's a little bit younger than me, but not by much. Got you know, talk about other guys whose bodies I wish I had. Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, at my age, I'll take Hugh Jackman. I'll even grow my mutton chops out. I don't care. I, I will do it if I could have abs like that without hurting myself. That's one, of, 
That's one of the ones I could do. You might. You might. You know, it's like Joe Dirt. You mean it grows in all redneck like that without trying? <laughs> that sort of Joe thing. Dirt. <laughs> Great callback on Joe Dirt. He get a ding. Thank you. Uh, can't wait for this movie. It is going to obviously be the highlight of the year because it's the only one coming out this year as, as everybody regroups and retools for 2025. But it, it's really cool that they're done shooting and that we are into this phase and everybody kind of gets back to their life. But I agree with you guys. Ryan Reynolds will make this happen. Fear not. There will be no, I predict it right now. There will be no delay of this movie. I don't know if there'll be a trailer or not. There probably will be something. Even if it's just Ryan sitting there in a Deadpool outfit talking shit about the Hollywood, the writer's strike and how it fucked everything up. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool uh, previews will be brought to you on Mint Mobile commercials. Oh, by that, Deadpool. yes. Or um, welcome to Wrexham. And there'll be a bunch of Deadpool shit going on as 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 they qualify for the Premier League. Or some shit like that. I don't know, but I think it's it's great. I can't wait for this movie. It's going to be. You know, you look at it and say, how is Disney going to and I and I do think like Disney handling Echo with the whole disclaimer at the beginning, this has mature content, um, kind of getting people a little bit ready for this thing. You talk about like gender roles being a little more fluid. Ryan Reynolds is not a female, but yet he is America's sweetheart. Period. Yes. End of story. He's on my list. Jesus Christ. Which list is he this? is a beautiful man. Oh, okay. I, I was, you know, that list. You know the list. I, I know like, the list. Dave, not that, not that there's anything wrong with it, but no. I feel like I'm going to walk in on Patrick and DP in a situation I just wasn't ready for. Wow. All right. Uh, Good thing we're in different states. They're both very complimentary, and, they, and there's nothing wrong with and that. And they are both dashingly handsome men. Let's get that out of the way as well. So, I mean, that, that you could see the mutual attraction. I mean, it's it's easy. It's not a stretch. So easily, easily America's sweetheart, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I've said it before, like I, and we're about to get to the Oscar nominations. I still am so wanting a Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling team up for something because the, the America's sweetheart meter will just explode at that point in time. Cause you just, you can't go wrong with both of them. They're both tremendous. A Deadpool and Ken movie. Oh my God. We can call it. I got it. Ryan's hope. We'll call it Ryan's Ken-pool. Ryan's Ken-pool. hope. Kenpool or Dead Ken? Right. Dead Ken or Kenpool? One of the two. Dead. Like dead Kennedy. Kennedy? They haven't made a Funko Pop of that Ken, yet. Ken found dead in a pool. Dead Kennedy. We we'll call it Dead Kennedys. There you go. <laughs> you got to play one of their songs then the show. <laughs> there you go. I, I will. Ha- I I've got a few. I, they're mostly offensive, but that's all right. Dead Kennedys. I like it. There might be an episode title right there, so that might actually work. Um. Let's get to the final topic of conversation because we did get the Oscar nominations this week and our friend Ray Cash listed them all out in bullet point format in the chat. And no, we are not going to repeat all of that because it's just too much. We're going to hit the highlights and sent you guys the article from Variety, which did a really good job of kind of laying all this stuff out for us. And uh, what we learned is that we have got Oppenheimer had a pretty strong, pretty strong. You want to just go by it? Are you got the article up? You want to just go by category? Yeah, I'm just, I, I mean, just general overview first. Uh, oh, sure. Oppenheimer sure. got 13 poor things with 11. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, um, yeah. And I know. I got to go see poor things. I yeah. do. I think I think we need to plan a weekend where we all go see it and review it because I think it's, it's right up our alley. We've raved about it. When we drop the trailer on this show. Yeah, Emma Stone. I mean, and, and you've got Emma Stone, you got Mark Ruffalo, both of them got nominated. We'll talk about that. William in a H. Minute. 
Is it William H. Macy or Willem yeah. Dafoe? Which I think it's William it? Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Is Willem it. Dafoe. My bad. I get them kind of. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of a different take on the well, Frankenstein um, legend, right? I believe so. So let, let's get yeah, let's get into some of the um and some of the categories. Let's talk about okay. So twenty twenty four Oscar nominations by film Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, which we've reviewed before. Barbie did not get the snub that we thought it would. It got eight nominations, and that's not too bad. Um, Maestro, which I haven't seen. Uh, Nyad, Tony, you were very high on Nyad during the nerdies. Two nominations or two. Well, it. It got the nominations for Jody and Annette, who were amazing in that movie, yeah. and I hope one of them wins. The holdovers, Scott. You. you talked about the holdovers as well. That got uh, five Paul nominations. Paul great, great storyline there. Paul Giamatti. That's on the cock right now. If you have it, a lot of people do for multiple reasons. NFL, WWE. Um, watch it. It's really good. So let's um let's talk best picture first. We got American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall. Barbie got nominated for best picture. Okay. Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Meister, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, not Poor Lives, Past Lives, Poor Things, there you go, man, that's confusing, and The Zone of Interest. Um, I've seen one, god damn it. Only I'm going to make one? a prediction. One more I'm going to make a prediction, and I have not seen the movie, but I think that uh, American Fiction, and I'm dying to see it, along with Jeffrey Wright, are going to win both Best Film and Best Actor. Because from what I've seen from previews and reviews, this movie is the real freaking deal. Um, uh, the Holdovers is awesome. Killers of the Flower Moon looks amazing. I can't wait to see that. We already talked about poor things. Oppenheimer precedes itself. It's a really strong year for the category. IMO. Yeah, Dan, did you say you haven't seen any of these? Yeah, I, 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 Barbie's on the list for sure. I, and, uh, Oppenheimer, obviously, I want to see that. I just haven't been able to get to the movies i feel like i've been doing a lot of binging of uh episodic shows on the different uh, uh streaming services and i haven't gotten to movies and actually yeah. go to like go watch a sit down and watch a two and a half hour movie <laughs> well oppenheimer is more like three and a half but um <laughs> tony you saw barbie right two I think, I think you, you saw barbie if i remember didn't enjoy it you didn't enjoy it really no. i we most of us uh patrick I, and i, I and asop we actually, all I actually got about a half hour into it and turned it off. And then I went back and watched the rest. It was okay. I mean, I wasn't annoyed by it. I wasn't offended. I didn't have like a political or, or like a gender stance or anything else like that. I'm, I'm a pretty neutral guy on, on all everything. Like I've, I've experienced a lot of things in life and met a lot of fortunate to meet a lot of different people. And, and I was just like, eh, okay, cool. I get it. It, it was all right. Okay. We were much. I'm sorry. That's, oh, that's but that's my opinion. That is but your like, opinion. I'm, You're entitled. It is, to it. and I'm not going to lie to you. I get where like you can be thrilled with it. It just it didn't do it for me. That's your opinion, Dan. Do you have the soundbite for uh, our our friend, the dude? Oh, I do because okay. I am the dude. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah, I will have another white Russian, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think Barbie was surprisingly really, really good. DP, um, it, it's the Barbie aspect of it is kind of almost window dressing. There's a much bigger thing going on, but hopefully you get a chance to check it out. Um, best director, and I'll try and not butcher these pronunciations. Justin Triet, Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan, our friend on Oppenheimer, Yorgos. Lanthimos for poor things, Jonathan Glazer, the zone of interest. That's another 
hellaciously good field there. You know, Scorsese, God damn, he's been doing this since like the dawn of time, basically. Chris Nolan, we know all about him. Uh, DP, got any thoughts about the, this director cast? I know you haven't seen the movies or anything, but some pretty big names there. Well, that's a lot of big names, uh, you know, that uh, and I've been hearing a lot of the Killers of the Flower Moon, like PC said, you know, as well, you know, very interested in seeing that one. And, you know, Martin Scorsese tied to anything. Uh, it's probably going to be goddamn good. And it's just amazing to see him still out there directing and making phenomenal movies. It's, just, it's crazy to think that. Obviously, Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, I absolutely love Christopher Nolan. So, you know, I'd be I guess I'd be rooting for them. But I, don't, you know. Sounds like a, just a really good list of people that are out there. You know, it's great that we have these ridiculously good directors. It just makes for, for better movies. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, you got any thoughts on this best director field? It's um, it's strong, to say the very least. I think it's Christopher Nolan's to win. Um, the subject matter and the execution there is 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 his to be rewarded for. Um, granted, we had some phenomenal actors and, and a great storyline to work with, but man, if that wasn't one of the best well done and you know directed movies of the year i um i think it just edges out american fiction i think american fiction is going to do really well i'm kind of thinking scorsese might get this one but i don't know again we haven't seen i haven't seen the movies and i have nothing to base it on as to which one i think was better directed but to me it's like you know those are the two most recognizable names might not it'd be cool to see one of the other ones like uh Poor Things, I think, is going to get some a little, little bit more love than we're thinking. But, you know, let's talk actor in a leading role, because this might be the strongest field of anything so far. When you're looking at this, Bradley Cooper and Maestro, Coleman Domingo, heavily rumored to possibly replace uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang in the MCU for Rustin. Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. Killian Murphy. There's a million. There's a million people rumored to replace Jonathan David Washington's also rumored to replace him now like they're just picking every dom every successful black actor right can we now get Carl Weathers can sorry. Carl Weathers be sorry. king I, I want, I'm sorry I, want Apollo Creed. I, I, I try not to interrupt I know what it's like to host but that one I had to be like hold on like everybody's rumored to play fucking dude right now Chubbs Chubbs is gonna be king there you go Christopher Platt is now rumored to be playing Ooh, I like that I mean I would I would actually yeah. that would be he'd very, be good he's snark He's, he's oh, snarky enough. He'd be like, here's your time stone, Melon Farmer. So I Yeah, yeah. fuck Melon Farmer, motherfucker. <laughs> Killian <laughs> Murphy for Oppenheimer. Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Wow. I got, Jesus, that is that is a, a, to say that's a loaded field is an understatement. Tony, I'll go to you first. You've seen, you've actually seen, you've seen the holdovers. I don't know. Have you seen American Fiction? I haven't. I'm dying to see it. I've seen Oppenheimer. I've seen the holdovers. I I haven't seen Maestro or Rustin, but I just from everything I've heard, Jeffrey Wright is phenomenal in this movie, and I'm dying to see it. He and I will is. be seeing it as soon as I can. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his everything that he's done. Um, Bradley Cooper's uh, version of of um, it's Bernstein, right? Uh, I don't. Remember. I haven't seen it. Leonard Bernstein is who he plays in, in this movie. Maestro. Uh, DP, I believe you got any ideas? Uh, it's supposed to be absolutely amazing as well. So I'm, I, I don't know. They're all very worthy. I, I I've already talked about the holdovers a ton, Paul Giamatti, but I would say Jer- Jeffrey Wright from everything I've heard. And as soon as I see it, you know, I'll be on here telling you exactly how I feel. Am I correct? DP? What are the odds that in the movie Maestro, there's another character with the last name of Oppenheim? Weird. That is, but I'm right. Strange. He plays Leonard Bernstein. He does play Leonard Bernstein. Yes, you are correct. 
Yes, I thought I was, but I had a little bit of doubt because you were po- waiting like you might be ready to pounce. <laughs> yeah. DP, you got any thoughts on this uh, loaded category? Who are you looking at to take home the uh, the Oscar here? Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's crazy. There's, you know, Giamatti's been around forever. Um, I'm, I'm not as familiar with Coleman Domingo's work. A lot of the stuff that he did wasn't just wasn't stuff I watched or anything like that, but it's just, it's amazing. And Jeffrey Wright's fantastic. And I loved him and uh, everything he's done. He just, it's every time I see him, I feel like he's just gets better. It's kind of cool. Uh, Bradley Cooper's out there. Great. Billy Murphy. I love him and him and Peaky Blinders, which is phenomenal. Uh, he's just really great. Um, man, I have, can't go wrong with any of them. You know, I don't know. It's a tough feel. Loaded to say the least. Um, yeah. We're doing well on time. Let's, let's cover a few more. Not all of them, obviously. Let's just cover a few more that are, that are more, more mainstream, I guess, just before we get, and then we'll talk about a couple of like a snub that I think Patrick and I both saw, but actress in a leading role, Annette Bening for Nyad, a ton. He's very high on that movie. I know that Lily Gladstone, killers of the flower moon, Sandra Huller, anatomy of a fall, Carrie Mulligan and maestro. There's that movie again, Emma stone and poor things. You know, all I know about this is, is it, it to me, it's like Annette Bening or Emma stone. I think those are, the ones I got my eye on and Emma's performance in poor things I've heard just raving things about. I, I definitely have to check that out. Go to you first on this one, DP. What do you think, man? Actress in a leading role. That's another really strong field. Um, I know the men a little bit better, but from everything I understand, this is one hell of a, a field for the uh, leading actress. Yeah, I absolutely love Emma Stone every time she's in something, but I, I just, I don't know her as an act, actress. I, I really love a uh, character she plays, but, uh, right now, uh, Lily Gladstone uh, could be the first Native American performer to win yeah. Best Actress. I feel bad for anybody else who wins it if it's not her <laughs> kind of thing. That's like, true. That's true. You know, true. like if she doesn't win, like, oof, like she has a chance to win this. That'd be that'd be really cool to see that. Uh, so I'd be, I guess I'm, I, if anything, I'd be rooting to see that happen. I, I think that's a really cool thing, especially it seems like recently you know even with with echo and with uh you know reservation dogs out there and everything like been really a lot of focus on native american history and culture which has been really kind of cool and um it was funny uh, we watched reservation dogs and then i watched echo and it was like oh hey i know that actor i know that actress i know that oh there's oh that one there's that one like that's really cool and yeah uh so i feel like they might push that a little more uh so give her a chance to win this thing would be really neat i'll be rooting for her that's a really good point. I, I hadn't thought about that, but you are absolutely right. That'd be a, a big win. And, and you're right. If she doesn't win, then <laughs> feel bad. Kind of, kind of feel bad who, <laughs> know, for who will. Kind of a joke, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. Tony, who do you think about? I mean, are, are you with Dan on this one? Lily Gladstone would be a, a really smart and good choice, but you looking at anybody else? I know you're partial <sighs> to Annette Benning for Nyad, but. I need to see the other four movies. I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon. I haven't seen Anatomy of a Fall. I haven't seen Maestro. I haven't seen Poor Things. Poor Things and American Fiction are top on my list. I think after that, Maestro, Killers of the Flower Moon, then Amer- uh, Anatomy of a Fall. But I got to tell you, there's one person who, who who is on the leading side, also has someone nominated in the supporting side and the tandem. And I'm, I'm going to bark about it and until we get to Oscar season and hopefully somebody finally watches this and gets back to me on how they feel about it. But Nyad is amazing and Annette Benning until I see otherwise, but I got to watch these movies. It's an amazing story. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, 
Let's do a couple more and then we will we will call it. Um, actor in a supporting role, best supporting actor, also known. Sterling K. Brown, American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling and Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things. And I I know Ray and I had kind of predicted that Ryan Gosling would get the nomination for best supporting actor, and he did, and he deserves it. But boy, that's a st- stiff, stiff field of people he is up against. It's sick. Yeah. There's 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 like a, there's like six to ten like amazing movies this year, and and everybody from those movies gets nominated. Ryan Gosling wins here. I'm sorry, Robert Downey Jr. I know is there. Bob De Niro is not winning this. I don't care how good he was. I love Sterling K. Brown. Um, I I we didn't get his character this week in Invincible, uh, Brain Man. Uh, but hopefully we will next week. Um, and then obviously what we've heard from poor things, but I think the portrayal of, I think that was the best part of the movie was like, Oh, that's Ken. And that's yeah. how Ken, Hey, maybe this is how Ken feels. You know, we kind of got that a little bit, even though that's what the movie really wasn't about, but I, I would go there. That's my prediction early prediction. I'm sure we'll have a pre prediction show. So hopefully I've watched these other ones by then. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm thinking it's 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 uh Gosling's to lose. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, that's it's pretty crazy to see like of, of these amazing actors and actresses that pair like Robert De Niro as a supporting actor is just right. absolutely kind of crazy. But go figure the pandemic ended and we're finally in full swing in Hollywood and we finally get everybody in the same time doing the same thing. It's like the baby right. boomer kind of thing, right? That's everybody just, came back from the war, now here we all are at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to put it. Everybody's hitting home runs right now, too. It's just kind of crazy uh, to oh, look at that. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen any of these. That sounds like Ryan Gosling is probably He's the front excellent. runner. But again, you can't go wrong with that. It's kind of crazy just to see that, though, like all these guys who are, I mean, I guess, right. You know, not always the leading man or woman, but like those names as supporting actors. It's just kind of it's just absolutely crazy to see. Yeah, we got. um. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with Tony right now. I give it to Gosling, but again, haven't seen the other ones. So I, and you know, we got to, you know, we'll see how that plays out, but that was a tremendous performance. And he, in a performance that kind of flipped the movie from being Barbie centric to almost Ken centric, which damn difficult to do, but uh, let's talk best supporting actress, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for the color purple, America Ferreira and Barbie, uh, Jodie Foster and Nyad. There you go. Uh, Divine Joy Randolph and the Holdovers. I have a feeling I know who Tunney's going with on this one. DP, I know you haven't seen these, but just looking at that list, what do you think? Yeah, uh, Emily Blunt would be a good pick. She's uh, always great. I, I, I Again, now looking at that, Jodie Foster, I'm, I'm sure that's who PC's all about with Nyad, but that's crazy. Jodie fucking Foster, man, still killing it. Like, that's insane. Uh, Watch I, I like that pick. You both have significant others. Watch Nyad with them. If you will have a good time together, seriously, I'm telling you, I'm there, man. It is it, virtually every single movie on this list is, is, is on my list of things to watch. Can I shout out divine joy Randolph? Because she is exquisite in the holdover. She is just like a breath of fresh air and like common sense, like the hand of common sense in the movie, right? Like anytime shit hits the fan, it's about, it's about like a, uh, uh um, uh, a private school with rich kids and Jumati's a teacher and, and, and she runs like the kitchen and they're holed over for Christmas vacation and their interactions to having to watch these kids because they're there because they couldn't go home. 
and it's really fucking good and and she does such a great job so you already know um i think if, if between the two though um jody's much more likely to win than than annette yeah that's um she's got- i think they both win it's so hard. I mean, we're just we're just running down nominations and stuff. <laughs> a lot of us haven't seen these, but I did want to talk about. I think one thing that Patrick and I were looking at, and I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. International feature film. Godzilla minus one did not get a nomination here, which floored Patrick and I. And, and I think we we're like, wait, what? And I don't get it. I mean, I do get it, but I don't get it. You know, you got the Zone of Interest, Teachers Lounge, Society of the Snow, Perfect Days, and Io Capitano. Um, as but we did get one nomination. Godzilla minus one got one and for best visual effects and the celebration from those involved when they first got announced and it was, we saw it on, on X uh, when that got announced and the celebration for the people responsible for that was heartfelt. And I know Patrick said it made his soul smile. I agree. At least the movie got one nomination and it deserved a lot more than that, but it's one of those snubby sort of things. Margot Robbie did not get nominated for best actress. Um, some interesting snubs there. Tony, let me kick it over to you first. Anything that's missing from this list that you think should have been there? I don't, I don't know. Um, we, we kind of live in a different world than the Oscars do. So it's, 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 it's almost a game of catch up for me every year once the list gets posted. So I can kind of catch up before the awards. Um, I, I hate to break it to you guys, but the creator is going to win in that category, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, stuff that's missing, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It would have been better to answer that question for the Emmys or the Golden Globes on the television side. But I can say by what we've run down, it's been a really strong year for the film industry. There's been some amazing movies, and this will be remembered as one of the stronger years in film. Yeah, absolutely. Just heavy hitters after heavy hitters. DP, anything on this list? I mean, something you may have seen that you think should have been on here that just isn't. Um, I was just going to point out the uh, animated feature films as well. Like Please as do. you were scrolling down, I Go looked at the it. international one, um, but just that I see Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse on there and I just can't see anybody else beating that. Cause that was phenomenal. Um, uh, it's cool to see those getting as well. I Things like the boy and the, Things like the boy and the heron can be, uh, you know, heard covered here on Chair Shot Radio Network by talking the geek. That's right. That's right. Um, Nimona. Oh, geez. I'm like looking at the animated feature films and I'm like, these look familiar. Like these are graphic novels that have been turned into anime. I, Nimona, I know really well. It's like, shit, I didn't even realize they did that. Now I need to go watch that. Thanks, Dan. Fuck. Now I got something yeah, else to watch. Glad I can help out. You're the man. Yeah. Um, hey, you just made the list. You, you hey, just made the list. Back. <laughs> um yeah geez I, I i tend to agree with you dp and i i did not mean to like under just ignore that because i'm kind of watching our time and that sort of thing but yeah, it's going to be awfully hard to beat spider-man across the spider-verse no matter who you are in that animated feature film they're all probably good but man that is a steep hill to climb and that and that's another just good one just all over the place like you said there's there's a lot of good ones and those are getting just better and better Every year, too, it seems like those animated films are just fantastic. Uh, this year's a tough one because, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat Spider-Man, but they're definitely ones to watch. So, like you said, you know, didn't even know some of those were out. Like, those could be really, really good. There's an argument to be made that uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse may have been snubbed for Best Picture. Um, you know, I don't even know if an animated feature has ever been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, can you put those in that same category? I, yes, I yes. guess you could. There's nothing to stop it. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh, somebody's, somebody's here. Now Now the, do- the dogs are upset. Hey, you guys need to... Well, that's what happens when you go putting animated pictures in the best picture categories. You know, the dogs get upset. The dogs, the hounds of justice have arrived, my friends. The hounds of fucking justice. All right. Well, the hounds of justice have kind of sort of settled down a little bit. It's like it's like the it's like the shield all over again or something. They're just, you know, out here barking and stuff. But I think we've covered the the Oscar nominations pretty well. Like you guys are saying, it's an immensely strong field, one of the strongest we've seen in a while. Uh, I'm sure Patrick would, is going to add some stuff next week as the things he's seen that that he's really um, high about. Maybe some categories we didn't cover. That's fine. We're just touching the high the high points this week. But before we cut out of here on this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds, we're going to do our what you watching segment which I'll just tell you right now, I haven't been watching much of anything. This week was nuts. I've been all over this. It seems like from Fresno to back down to actually being in court multiple times this week, which is rare during the post-pandemic thing. So I didn't get to watch much of anything, (laughs) to be honest, other than Echo. We got through Echo, and I'm proud about that. We've talked about how good Echo was and kind of melded it into the rest of the body of the show. So that's a neat trick on our part. DP, you are... Special honored guest returning to your stomping grounds, planting your flag firmly in the bandwagon nerds terra firma. Um, what have you been watching lately? I know you're saying you're trying to catch up on stuff, but you're obviously watching a few things here and there. Doing his best, Barry Horowitz. Uh, I've been watching a lot, um, to be honest with you. We had, like I said, uh, just went through Echo. Fantastic. Uh, we watched, and, and I guess not. Maybe not bandwagon nerdish, but we went through the bear or watch that show. It's fantastic. Watch the second season of that. Uh, our flag means death. Anybody likes Reese Darby that. and uh, yeah. And Taika Waititi. That is phenomenal. It is hilarious. I love those guys. Uh, really, really good. If you like watching that one, uh, watched unstable as well uh, with your boy, Rob Lowe. Uh, very, very good. Uh, just one season of that. It's a quick one. So if you like that, uh, I'd, I'd say watch that one for sure. Uh, and then, uh, boy, what else? I think that's about all we watched. Just a little bit. Um, oh, we're just going through uh, the last season of His Dark Materials as well. Um, cranking through that one, which is, uh, what is another really good. What does your chair sit on? What? What does your the, chair? Oh, the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Very I've good come game on here show. and talked. About, yes, I've come on here and talked about it already. Can you please back up my 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 acclaim? Fantastic. Uh, it's it's a great game show. What's so nice about it is that it's it's generic categories. Every anybody can get into it and do it. Um, you know, it's just it's random general knowledge that is just it's just so fun. It's just two guy two people go up on the board and there's a category and they it depends on the category, but they flash whatever up on the screen and you got to name what that is. It's hilarious. It's any cat anything you can think of. People have different categories and just go through the board doing that. It's really fun it's without visual, going into too much detail. <laughs> well, it's, it's visual recognition trivia meets a turf war is what it is. Um, yeah. and it's really good. So I secede my time. Um, that's all I want to talk about. I have, I've been watching what we were watching. Go ahead, Dave. Nah, I already commented. I ain't been watching shit, man. We ain't found shit. So, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to go back and watch Joe dirt. That, that's what I need to go back and watch. No, you don't. No, you don't. Dear Tay, don't try and church it up, boy. Don't you mean Joe Dirt? Hey, talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. 
<laughs> Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Can we get like a Joe Dirt, Ernie McCracken crossover? Now that, that I would pay to see. So <laughs> sometimes I wake up in the morning and Joe Dirt is banging his sister. Anyway, so there you go. Um, I think that was, I think that was Munson. That was, that was that character. <laughs> That's right. There you go. I think, I think Woody Harrelson's character was the cross between children. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You got Munson in the middle of nowhere. Oh. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, guys, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. DP, it is always a pleasure when you are on the show and so nice to have you back in here. Hopefully it becomes a more regular thing since nothing else is going on on Sundays and you just... You know, and if you're not building Legos, you have an open invitation to show up here on Bandwagon Nerds. I know Patrick has made you that open invitation as well. Before we let you out of here, che- let people know where can they check you out on the social media interwebs or interwaves. Uh, phenomenal to be back and get sucked back into the vortex of the Bandwagon Nerds. I'm happy to be here anytime. And you can follow me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me, DPP, and well as the airwaves of Chairshot Radio Network on, pod, on uh, boy, boy, the DWI podcast, which you can listen to or follow on uh, X Factor at Podcast X-Factor. DWI. Yeah. X Force. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it now. X Force. X Force is probably better. I got, uh, I got I Xbox like, stuck in my head now. I'd like to give my time to DPP uh, uh, quick uh, thoughts on what the new Suicide Squad game is going to look like. Yes, that's what else I was going to bring up, too, actually. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Kill the Justice League, Suicide Squad, uh, going to be a phenomenal game, I sure hope. I've obviously been following all the trailers, waiting for the release here on in February 2nd, and it's going to be fantastic. You know, If you liked the Arkham series, it's done by the same people, um, as well as the Spider-Man series. Uh, it's fallen Thursday. under that same vein. Sorry? Thursday. Thursday. February, yeah, the 2nd. Yeah. It'll probably come out. It'll probably be able to download on Friday unless you stay up till oh, no. morning on Thursday. The, the second, yeah, the second Thursday. Yeah, they usually they usually do it late. Yeah, like what are your? I mean, everything I'm hearing about that game so far is the story's really good. The gameplay's being kind of questioned. Is that what you're hearing as well? Yeah, that's usually the the thing they always talk about. They're not sure on the gameplay. Uh, they had the same issue uh, with the other game. The Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, or Guardians. There was another one, yeah. Um, But these, these ones, like I I just, I have a really good confidence on these because they're they're done by the same company that did Batman Arkham. Mm -hmm. Now, if you liked those, oh yeah, like that gameplay is just fantastic. It's hard to really mess that up unless you try and add something to it. So, as far as what I've seen, I don't know if they've added anything, but like those are pretty straightforward ones. So. I'm hoping they don't screw anything like that up, um, but obviously they can. It's obviously comes down to the gameplay, but I feel like if they keep that same. They follow that structure and that pattern. If you have that good story. You can easily do that. You have all the characters that people love, and that 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 has worked <laughs> from those series into the Spider-Man movie uh, games, and it's just been great. Every one of them has been great, um, and they're 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 one of the few that I actually like for me. Like take to 100% completion, you know, go find all those little hidden things and go do all the side stuff. And, you know, that's hard to do in a game you you don't like, you know, you don't want to just you just get through the story. And you're just kind of done. But yeah. these, you know, happen that Gotham Knights, that was the other game. I'm thinking they, they kind of screwed it up with Gotham Knights. It wasn't as great. You know, it's it's hard when you that's I guess that's the worry because they have so many different characters. They can get it screwed up if they don't blend them properly. 
Um, that's what they kind of did wrong with Gotham Knights. Um, so if they don't fall into that trap, they're really good. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I feel Tony like with DPP, we need to ask him the better question. It's not what you're watching so much, but what you've been playing. Well, you know, Dave, the old hamster's always running on the wheel up there. Um, and if this guy is looking for a return, it, whether it be bi-weekly, weekly, you know, whenever, might have to have a winner is you segment uh, permanently installed into the bandwagon. There you go. Sure. What Back, have you been playing uh, lately, also, Dan? What, what, what have say, you been playing? Uh, right now? Yeah. Right now, as I wait for that game to come out, I've been playing Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Uh, oh, for those. okay. Brand new game just came out, uh, but old school vein. It's a it's two D side scroller, well three D side scroller, I should say, because it has the the backgrounds look a little three D type of esque. But it's you know two D side scroller. Like you're a fan of Super Metroid back in the day, the Super Nintendo style. Like it, it's very reminiscent of that. Um, really, really good. That same type of map where you got to go back and forth and come, you know, remember where things were and have to go back once you get new powers. Um, really good. The the gameplay, the fighting, little down on that. Uh, it can be very difficult. Uh, every time I fought an enemy or the boss, like it takes me four times because it's old school. You got to remember the pattern of what the enemy does, you know, and, and then go back and do it properly, right? So it's it can get a little frustrating if you if you don't if you're not into that. So um, that's the one downfall, I think. But otherwise, like gameplay, story is kind of fun got some cool elements it's 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 just very old school-esque awesome awesome and and last thing i want to ask you if people have hate tweets where do you want them to send them to say so i can't send them to you this week because you're here where do you want to send them to that's right so i'm gonna give it to who's not here and it's at ray cash <laughs> oh he's keep the that. keeper with the rivalry that's we're keeping it going keeping it going I... we're gonna ride this to wrestlemania there you go <laughs> wrestlemania 40 nerd grudge match grudge match dp versus ray <laughs> Loser leaves the bandwagon. I like it. Man. Not permanent. Oh, not permanently, Tony. Just his story. He's six months away or two months away, and you brought right back. It's just geez. you know we're gonna keep with the full story. Vacation. Yeah, vacation. Sure. Superman has vacation. Superman just got killed by Godzilla for shit's sake. I mean, come on. Let's let's. I'm scared. <laughs> it's better than something on a pole. That's all I gotta say. As for me, Tony already seated his time. I know, Tony. Uh, I, as for me, you can find me on X Force at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude Agg. Facebook dot com slash Attitude of Aggression. Threads and Instagram at Attitude of Aggression. All one word. Of course, make sure you're checking out Bandwagon Nerds on our official handle on X Force at Bandwagon Nerds, and follow everything else that's going on that in the tremendous world of professional wrestling at. What's the chair at chair shot? What is it, Tony? What is the official at chair shot media? There you go. At chair shot media. Why do I think it's something different? I don't know. Cause I probably took a chair shot to the head too many at one point in time. And that's, that's coloring my, uh, dementia or something. I don't know. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. DP. It is always a pleasure to have you on here. That is going to do it for this episode of bandwagon nerds until next time. Kids, get out of the basement. Get some sun. It might be sun. Sun might be trying to come out in your neck of the woods. Um, get some fresh air. Get out of your mom's basement. Yeah, that's the main thing. But until next time, so long, everybody, from all of us here at Bandwagon Nerds.
Well, Mr. Dalton, you may add nine staples to your dossier of 31 broken bones, two bullet wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four stainless steel screws. That's an estimate, of course. I'll give you a local. No, thank you. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. Most of my patients would disagree with you. Okay. Do you always carry your medical records around with you? Saves time. Your file says you've got a degree from NYU. What in? Philosophy. Any particular discipline? No, not really. Um, man's search for faith, that sort of shit. Come up with any answers? Not too many. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. Nice work. Good clean stitches. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever win a fight? Nobody ever wins a fight. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.